this is Ivanya Easley with Love E Fashion, founder and CEO, and this is the Closet Chronicles. And this podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry and talking with other fashion industry professionals or people that help fashion professionals. And today we have a special guest, Naya Chapman of the Lux List, and she is going to tell us how she got involved with working with fashion and luxury and beauty creators. Welcome, Naya. Thank you for joining. How are you? Yes, I am doing fantastic. How are you today? (laughs) I'm great. Happy Monday and all the things, but we're going to get right into it. So real quick, tell the people what Lux List is, of course. Um, How did you start it? Why did you start it? And what all y'all do? Yes, yes. So again, I am Naya Chapman. I am the founder of luxury media platform and marketing agency, the Lux List Media. So a little bit about me. Um, For the past two decades, I've been in various industries. I started off in the hair and beauty space, master cosmetologist. Um, And then from there, I ventured into the, uh, the retail space, and then currently in real estate. So what I have found was that a lot of fashion and beauty brands had a really hard time reaching their target audience. So I decided to create my own luxury media platform slash magazine called the Luxless Media, where we help to get fashion and beauty brands in front of their, you know, their target audience. I love that. I love that. So what was the first thing I guess you did when you started your business? Because of course, with this podcast, I try to let people, of course, like, oh, you know, I work with this person. I work with that. I work with that client. But it's kind of like, well, how did you get there? What are some of the steps or actionable steps that you took so that they could not only be inspired, but also think about what kind of steps they need to take to grow and scale or even start their own businesses? Yes, I think the biggest thing and and what I've seen you do great is using your network. Um, I think I I know I had a great idea, right, which is to start a marketing agency. But how how did I do that? Right. So I just started reaching out to um, my network in the the fashion space. Right. So I used to work at Allison Olivia. So that was actually one of my. Yes, that was actually one of my very first activations. I love their, oh, they're so fun. And I just actually ran across an article on Architectural Digest of Stacey Bennett's, which is the the designer. Her house is like so whimsical and amazing. (laughs) I'm about to check that out. Yes. Yes. So anyway, so one of my very first activations um, was Alice and Olivia. And my marketing company is very heavily focused on in-person activations because I feel like that is really where the money is, as you know, because that's what you do all the time. And really just creating a space for people to come in and network and have a good time and just play in some fun fashions is really what helped um, my business to be successful from the beginning. I love that. I love that. And what do you feel like is one of the biggest myths about your industry? Biggest myths about my industry. I'll say this. There's a lot of marketing gurus out there. We see them on social media. I'll say the biggest myth that I see is focusing a lot on Instagram followers In marketing and what we do is we focus on lead generation and building our clients' email list. Because if Facebook, 
uh, Meta, I'm like all these social media platforms, if they just completely cut off, how are you going to continue to, if you're a stylist, market yourself as a stylist or market your brand? How are you going to continue to do that if you just rely on Instagram followers? So building your own, yes, building your own email list is so important. Yeah, ownership is important. And when you're on these other platforms, free or paid, if they crash or they somehow disconnect your account or whatever happens to people where they have to start all back over and you're dependent on that, it's like, I don't, social media to me is more of a tool to make brand awareness, but I don't make any real money off of social media. All my real money is offline. So I think it's important to balance both. And I don't know if it's just maybe because I'm old school. And when I first started my business, there was no social media, maybe beyond mm-hmm. MySpace and Facebook. So I'm not relying completely or spending so much energy right. somewhere that doesn't generate the revenue to account for trying to be over there all the time. Exactly. Very, very smart is, you know, your focus. And I know you get a lot of referrals too. Yes. yes. <laughs> Because I'm out here in the streets. Exactly. (laughs) Meeting people in real life and connecting with people in real life and not just social. I don't even actually have time to be on the computer or the phone on the apps like that to really just try to Mm -hmm. cultivate all this. Let me build a whole bunch of online. I mean, I I think you got to do what works for you. But I'm just saying based on my data of knowing what's going on in my business and where majority of my revenue comes from, I spend my energy there because that's what makes sense. For me. Yes. Um, I talked to another guest and she was like, you know, uh, LinkedIn is really her jam, but she was like, I really can't do all the things. I can't do all the platforms. Mm-hmm. And Instagram was just not for me based on my personality and how I want to work with people, so on and so forth. So it's just really important to find what works for you. Yes. Yes. That's a, that's a big thing. Cause you know, I know there are some stylists who or even fashion brands who their biggest revenue driver is Instagram. And if yeah. that works for you, keep doing it. Yeah. But if it's not working from you for you and you're getting most of your sales from your, your email list, then why focus on something that's not serving you, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally agree. And I always stress to people, you need to get rid of whatever's not serving you. I say it with clothes, but it applies to everything in life. life. (laughs) What is the biggest challenge as well as what do you feel is a biggest success um, you have had to date? So it's like a high and a low all in the same way. I'll say the biggest challenge. So in the, in the very beginning, even though my resume and my background, I had all of this experience, I think that pivoting was really, was definitely really challenging from working at some of these luxury magazines in Atlanta to now kind of building my own luxury platform. You know how it is in, in the corporate world. Cause you're still kind of, even though it's your own business, you're still reaching out to corporations and brands. You kind of have to prove yourself, right? Yeah. So now that I have proven myself and I'm over that hump, I'll say my biggest challenge right now is scaling, right? Getting the right team behind me that I can trust that um, has the same kind of goals and business values of myself and loves. This has definitely been a challenge, Um, but I will say 
some of the successes that I've had, I, I mean, are just that the people that believe in what I'm doing and yeah. locking down corporate sponsorships. And I know that, you know, you're big on that as well. You know, reaching out to the city of Atlanta saying, these are my services. These, this is what I can do for you. And yeah. even some of the other brands that I've worked with in the beauty space, like Heyday Skincare, um, we've reached out to. And um, it's just been a great experience now that I'm a little bit more established. No begging. <laughs> yes, yes. Love it. Love it. No begging. What do you feel like is one of the most important lessons you've learned so far? Ooh, that's a that's definitely a good one. <laughs> I will say to slow down and really know my audience, I think is really important as far as when it comes to um, having consultation, right? Knowing your audience, looking at their body language and really learning how to um, read their verbal and nonverbal cues has been a very, very big lesson. Mm -hmm. And I think the other lesson is just myself slowing down. Like it's okay to kind of just take a moment to just sit down and yeah. be quiet and quiet your mind. Because when you have those moments of solitude, that's when some of your biggest and best ideas come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Got to listen to that still small voice yes. and quiet the noise around you so you can hear it. Yes. Yes. That's sometimes that's very hard because yes. <laughs> I try to meditate like last night. I'm like, okay, I have got to really meditate and just spend some time with Naya. And yes. I don't know how well I did, but I mean, I don't know. You try it now, that's the key. <laughs> I tried it and I did what my body was telling me to do. And now I feel like I can, you know, show up for my clients even more. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, as entrepreneurs, you could work 24 seven technically because it's your business. Nobody's going to work harder for your business than you. And there's always something to be done. So it's just about trying to balance um, rest and listening to your body and taking care of yourself so that you can be better for your clients because you can't pour yes. from an empty cup. So you got to make sure you fill yourself up which is why I had a nice low key weekend by the fireplace. I read two whole books. I was proud of myself. And now I'm back at it. Same, same. Yeah, so <laughs> you got to do what works. I mean, last weekend I was coming back from Nashville. So that was a whole weekend full of work. So I just needed a little bit of balance because I want to say the next few weekends outside of Thanksgiving, I'll be working or I have something to do for somebody. So trying exactly. to figure out and scheduling that time for yourself the same way you schedule everything else. I schedule everything down to when I'm going to clean my house, grocery shop, facial mm -hmm. spot. Because if it's not on the calendar, I'm not going to make it happen. Exactly. That that's the that you know what when you when you talk about you ask me about lessons, right? Yeah. I will say I've always been, you know, I'm gonna toot my horn a little bit. I've always been very good at time management. Yes, management. I think that is so important. That's probably a yes. big game changer right there. Yes, yes, but but when you actually have like 20 things to do in one day and you have to be on time for all of them, yeah. it it's something about just I really know how to time block yeah. and time manage and always yeah. show up earlier. And that is really the key to success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most definitely that discipline um, and consistency is going to carry you far for sure. Yes, that's for sure. 
Um, what is one piece of advice or just advice in general that you would give someone starting, growing, and then scaling? So basically three pieces for the three different stages. Yes. You know what? I feel like I got one for all of them. Okay. <laughs> Even better. Don't be lazy. And so my, so one of my challenges, right, is I am a big procrastinator. Really? I have been, I which, which, which a lot of people would, would never know. They're like, what? So one, I, like pre- I don't look like it, right? And especially now I got these glasses on. I really don't look like it. Ah, but, so <laughs> but I'm a big procrastinator, right? I mean, I still, if my deadline is Tuesday at 10 o'clock, I will wake up at Six o'clock in the morning, I will get it done. That that has been old Naya. I'm right? too scared to do that because there's yeah. always something else that's going to pop up last minute. That's going to be the, the day the computer want to cry. I'm like, I can't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'll say this. Be just be as efficient as you can. I don't care what stage yeah. you are. If you're just starting out, you're writing down your ideas Um, just be efficient, right? Create a list. Like, don't be, I'm trying to get out of hustle culture, right? So you don't have to just be like- I'm out of that culture family. Yes, yes. You don't have to be, oh, I'm just gonna hustle, hustle, hustle. But I know it sounds so cliche. Just do take small steps every day that is geared towards your bigger picture. And that's really what I do. I mean, I have moments where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna slow down a little bit because I've been- going hard and I've been working for 12 hours a day for the past three weeks, but I'm still, I might not answer all my emails that day, but I'm still making sure that I'm following up to the most important ones and prioritizing is big. So don't be lazy (laughs) and prioritizing um, your tasks is really important. I believe in all stages of business, wherever you are. Yes. No, that is a good point. And it is good advice that works actually for, like you said, all stages of business. So mm-hmm. not even mad at that advice. Yes. <laughs> and next question is, yes. what do you feel? Well, no, I was going to say, I'm not even going to ask that yet. What is coming up next as far as like, we're in the last quarter of the year, the new year's about to start. I'm basically already in 2024 mentally about what I'm trying to do and what I want to accomplish. What is coming up next for Luxless? What is coming up? Well, I mean, that you can share because I know, of course, something you're still working on, or of course, something you can just never share. So, I'll say, um, global expansion is next, right? But before global expansion, obviously, is one of one of the things that I will be doing at the top of next year is, and I'm looking now, is putting to together a great advisory board mm-hmm. um, for Lux List, right? That's people who have been in the media space. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely putting that together so that it can help me grow and get into some of these other markets so that we can expand across the United States and expand um, globally for sure. I love that. I love that. That's great. I mean, it's great to have the mindset to see beyond just your local city or state Mm -hmm. um, and being able to see it young. I think when I first started my business, I was just so like, if I could just make enough to replace my day job, and right. not thinking about the big, big picture of like what I, where I ultimately want to be. And mm-hmm. at the time, 10 years from now or 15 or 20 or whatever the case may be. Yes. So that's still, you're already thinking about the future and Always. the big, big picture. Always. And I'll, and you know, I'll kind of 
piggyback off of that, I think everything or at least most things that I do, I'm always, I'm never thinking about just right now. Even when we get like partnerships, I'm always thinking of, okay, what is the longevity of this partnership? Yeah. Can I still, will I still want to partner with them in a year or five years from now? Because that's really important. And I'll say um, one aspect of our, of the marketing company is real estate. We just yeah. locked in Graystar as a client. Now they want to yes. have us do, thank you. They want to have us do all of their um, activations in all, you know, Graystar is a huge apartment community, yeah. um, apartment company. They've got all across the United States. So again, just thinking about the, your bottom line and yeah. longevity of partnerships is so important. Awesome. I love that. What is one of your favorite productivity hats as an entrepreneur? You said, um, you said hats or like apps? Hacks. So it could be an app. It could be anything. What yes. is something you feel like as an entrepreneur really helps you stay productive or helps with your productivity? Absolutely. Uh, my CRM. Okay. I think that. And, it's, oh, it's and so explain what CRM is for people who might not know. Yes. A CRM is a client relationship management software. So basically um, it's a contact app in your phone that just helps you. It's that helps you outreach to people that you meet. So one thing that I noticed, especially post COVID is we're out now and everybody's scanning all these QR codes and getting yes. business cards, but there's a lack of follow-up. So because I have been, see, you know, because I have been in sales. I have queen and follow-up because most people do not follow up. Um, and even know. the statistics say that most people do not follow up, or if they do, they only do it one time. And it takes like up to seven, if not yep. more, touch points to connect with somebody sometimes. So, exactly. So, I'll say I this. I made so much money in following up. Um, how could I not? Plus, I think it's just a waste of my time. Um, mm -hmm. And I hate to waste my time to go to places, meet people, and never actually connect. What was I there for then? Literally, what was I there for? So, I'll say, when I worked, so I'm from Denver. I moved here 10 years ago to do hair. Um, and I did hair at Van Michael's salon. <laughs> did you know that? No. Well, yes. I, I knew you were from Denver, but I didn't know you did hair. Yes. So I have a master cosmetology license. I will always keep it active. I'll always keep my CE hours. But you can always be able to make sure your own hair looks good when you can't make it to the salon. I love Hello. that. Exactly. So I'll say when I worked at Van Michael Salon, I was, um, there's two owners, Van and Michael, and mm -hmm. I was Michael's assistant. And I really will say that is where I learned the power of clienteling. Yeah. And what they would do is after every single client, they would, you would have to write like three things that you took away from that conversation on an index card and put it in a little box. And when they yeah. came back, before they sat down in your chair, you would read, hey, okay, she, her dog's having surgery, her mom yes. is whatever. So that way you can recall the conversation. Exactly. So me, be, me being a millennial, I was like, okay, we put it on all these index cards. How can I get this in, like, get this easier? So yeah. I started using a CRM 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and so I use, I now use, I've used HubSpot, which I think is an amazing tool that every business owner should have. And then I also use follow-up boss, 
which has a texting feature. And I just think it is really important because let's just say you are a stylist. And even if you don't have a website, you just have Instagram, you're a stylist, you're out there, you meet, you know, that week, let's just say you met 30 people. And then the next week you're having an event, you can easily send out text messages and email blasts from your CRM. So again, if you lose your phone, you'll always have it in your CRM. You're, you're never going to lose any information. Well, knock on wood. We won't say never. But yeah. I, the, my CRM is the best tool I feel like that all business owners can have. I don't care what business you're in. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, we use uh, Flowdesk. Um, nice. Or my team, rather, because I don't do any of the CRM management anymore, thank God. But I do personally uh, reach out to people through my phone and my text messaging app that I have on my phone. But it's very important, like you said, the details, because I do keep up with like, oh, you know, is your daughter or your mom feeling better? Like recalling conversations from the last time I talked to this person, because it's not like you can just reach out to people. like, So you want to book an appointment or not? Like you have to build relationships with people. And show that you have some kind of, you're paying attention and you're aware. All those little things is what make people want to do business with you or keep doing business with you. You know, thank you cards, thanking people, mm-hmm. referral, bonuses, whatever. Just making yeah. sure that you're maintaining relationships. I stress my daughter all the time. Like, don't reach out to people just when you want something. Like, you need to be, hey, how you doing? What's going mm-hmm. on? Are you feeling better? Whatever the case may be beyond just yeah. every time I hit you, I want you to buy a ticket to some, or I want you mm-hmm. to make an appointment, or I want you to do something. Exactly. Be intentional, um, yes. I think, is is just a great phrase and just a great model to live by. Be intentional yeah, in really everything is. that you do. Yeah, totally agree. And as we get ready to wind down, I have just a few more questions. Yes. Um, and this is like a fun question. I get all kind of answers from this. If you could be anything else outside of what you actually do, what would it be? And I've gotten everything from a hip hop artist to an astronaut. Okay. So it doesn't have to be realistic, but if there was anything else that you could do outside hmm. of what you're doing now, what would it be? I can't be a I can't be an animal because that's what I was thinking. Ah, no. What okay, animal no. would you be? A panda. Like the panda bears, like the black and white? Yes, a panda. <laughs> okay, and please explain why would you be a panda? That is interesting. I just think I thought you were gonna say a sex animal like a jaguar tiger (laughs) or a panther so i do have like my my top i love black panthers right because they are very but okay let me start over so pandas and black panthers i feel like have this kind of like mystery about them right you go so i i love that i'm trying to be a mysterious woman okay I love the panther and the panda. I don't know. All I can think about is them being so big and waddly and black and white. But they're very mysterious. Like you're like, what does the panda do all day? Like what they just? What do any animal do all day? Eat, (laughs) sit there and eat. That's hilarious. That is interesting. I do like the answer because it is something I would not have expected from you. Yeah. Um, But if you want to talk about profession, like what would I do if I wasn't? I would. I a, a plastic surgeon. For sure. Okay. Yes. Any particular, um, I guess, area in plastic surgery? Like, um, I definitely feel, well, I guess this kind of goes back to my beauty side. Um, okay. um, facial aesthetics. So okay. Botox, fillers. Okay. Um, if I would have stayed in the beauty space, I definitely, I mean, I got my master cosmetology license. If yeah. I wanted to, I could, but it's not my calling. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Cool beans. Cool beans. And then our last question is what are three books, movies, or podcasts that you would recommend for people to uh, read, listen to, or watch? And I say three because everybody learns different. So you might only have a podcast or a movie or a book. You might not have all three, but whichever one you have, what do you recommend? Absolutely. So I will say the like switch is definitely one of my favorite books. Um, It just tells, it, it shows you how to communicate with people and how to get them to like you. Um, Another one is obviously kind of the same thing, how to win and influence people. I I, I have that one. Yes. I think in sales, that is something that there's just skills in there that you can use, not even just in life in general. And then I, one of my, my, probably my favorite book of all time is the 48 laws of power. Oh, I was Um, thinking that one. (laughs) Yes. And I'm actually going to throw another one in there. Um, it's by the same author. It's called the 48 laws of seduction. Yeah. That one. Have you, have you read that one? At I all? haven't read that one, but I do like Robert. So, yes. I, I, cause I know he did a book with 50 cent actually. And I, I read that one as well. So okay. I want to look into that one. Yes, it was good. I mean, when I read it, I'm I'm not all the way through it, but it talks about like the the power that Marilyn Monroe had and Cleopatra yeah. and how she influenced the the Roman Empire. I mean, it's yeah. just such a beautiful story. When you think about it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's yeah. that's what I'm gonna be. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check those out. I love to read, but I love all the things, podcasts, movies, and reading. So same. I do them all. Same. <laughs> Thank you again for taking time to chat with us. Do you have any final words or thoughts you want to share with the people before we wrap it up? No. Um, well, actually, I do. Yes. So please follow me on Instagram. It is CEO underscore underscore N-Y-A-H. And then the Lux List ATL is our business Instagram. And I just wanted to say, Ivania, thank you for having me. This was really fun to talk about my journey and I can't wait to do it again. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And hopefully we're going to get to collab on something at some point as well, because I do love what you're doing. I like how you carry yourself and how you handle business um, from what I've seen. So um, I really enjoy uh, our relationship and us getting um, to know each other better over this last year or so. Same, same. So thank you again. <laughs> no, thank you. Have a wonderful rest of the week. And of course, I will tag both your pages when we do, or she will rather, tag both your pages when this does go out. So uh, thank you again. I'll let you know and we'll go from there and I'll see you, I'm pretty sure, at somebody event before the year's out. I'm definitely <laughs> sure of that. <laughs> Take care. I'll talk with you soon. You too. Talk soon.